0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I'm your host. I'm so happy to be here. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. If you are listening live, it is the 9th of March at just about 11 a.m. Pacific time. If you're listening to an archive or a replay, I also want to welcome you here to the show. I want to let you know that we're over in the chat room. You can find it by heading over to 12radio.com. That's number one, number two, radio.com. Click on the chat button and you'll be redirected into the Facebook chat room. I also want to let you know that I am live streaming this event from both my Facebook page and my YouTube channel. Both are Domestic Mystic or Katie Weaver Domestic Mystic, and you can easily search for those and find them. So that's what's happening. That's how to find me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you are welcome to do either. I want you to know that I'm keeping an eye on both chats. So whether you are with me in the live stream or you are with me uh in the chat room, I can see your comments and so if you have a question for me or a comment, throw it up in there and I will likely see it. I am feeling like a bit of a hot mess this morning. <laughs> Had some tech issues this morning. I feel like I'm a broken record that way, and it's just frustrating. I think it's just simply how our, uh, you know, because I use my computer all day, every day in so many different applications. And, yeah, so I think I'm just ripe for it. But, anyway, all is actually well. So, it's okay. My biggest problem with signing in, you know, the way the live stream works, you actually see yourself. So, you stare at yourself for an hour, and I am... it was a little shocked to see the condition of my eyebrows. <laughs> First world problems right there, right? <laughs> so fine. Eyebrows, you're fine. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> I also have a brand new background and I didn't get it up yet. It'll have to come up next week, but I am making a really cool background to go behind me. So I bought a new uh, wall hanging that looks like gray wood, kind of like uh, barn wood. And then I am making these flowers. They are so cool, you guys. I cannot wait to get them done and show you. So they're paper. So I'm cutting them on my paper cutter or my my laser cutter. And then you assemble them and they are these giant roses. So I'm going to make a trellis of them behind me here uh, in front of the wood looking. Anyway, that was a horrible description. (laughs) But... You'll see when I'm done. You'll catch my jive. It's actually going to be really cool. So I'm super excited about it. I just need to get it done. But I've been busy. So I got the opportunity to go to Boise this weekend. Spend some time with my kids. Our uh, our high school football team was playing at State. And, you know, this is my baby's senior year. And it's been a weird year, right, because of COVID. And I know my kids, she's had way better uh, opportunities to uh, have high school than a lot of you guys' kids have. I know that, you know, because we never really did shut down nearly as much as some of you guys did. So she's been at school this entire school year. They started out not allowing fans at the basketball games, but as COVID has led up a lot in Idaho, they started letting fans in Uh at a limited capacity and they actually allowed fans at at state which I thought was pretty amazing they limited the capacity a lot and they you were social distanced you could only sit in pods of four and you were social distanced quite a bit from other people I mean the place where those that event is held seats 10,000 and they only allowed 1,800 in so they had people really split up, so which was great when we got to go, and you know that's the thing it is her senior year, you know, so i'm I'm always in this balance of like how do we be as smart and safe as possible, but also let her experience her senior year as much as we can, which I know again, where some of you guys as kids have had nothing this year. I know some of you guys have athletes that lost their seasons again this year. I get it, and it sucks. You know, it's just a little different here. So, but anyway, got to go to Boise. I had lunch at this cool place. It's called the, it's the Old Idahana Hotel. So it's a really old hotel that has been converted. So now there's apartments upstairs, but the main floor is just shops and restaurants and things. And we went there because we wanted to try out their Indian buffet which was fabulous, Um, definitely hotter (laughs) than this wuss would normally order her food, but it was really good, and then we went into a little bakery, and just the whole place was just extremely charming and cute, but it really, it made me laugh, because when we walked out, we're still looking at it and taking some pictures, and the inside was all like tile and marble and old wood and it was just gorgeous. I should have taken more pictures inside, but the exterior was just really cool. So my son says, I really wish I knew the history of this, play, of this building. It's just really amazing. And so I said, oh, I said, well, I'll just read it for you. So you have to know that I have teased my kids on many occasions and, you know, just giving them shit. And so I, he wasn't sure at first what I was really saying, but I was reading the building So I I rattled off several things that came to me initially. I said, this building was built in the very early 1900s. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt stayed here. There was quite a bit of crime here and some uh, potential organized crime activity and like bad guys that hid out here. Uh, I said it was a speakeasy or held a speakeasy at one time. I said it had had a couple of fires that had burned part of it down and been rebuilt And I said, there were some tunnels underneath the building that led to other buildings in the city. And I said that Elvis had stayed here. So those are the things that came to me right off the top of my head. And he was like, are you just bullshitting me? And I'm like, no, no, I read it. And he was like, huh, okay. He's like, that's pretty, uh, that was really fast. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's just what came to me. So that's what I gave you. So later that night, we looked up the history of the building. And we were able to verify that it was built in 1901. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, or Teddy Roosevelt, did in fact stay there. There was some organized crime that was going on in uh, the city in the 40s that had to do with uh, the local politics. There actually was a murder of a governor in that building. And the people who murdered the governor hid out there for quite some time before they were brought to justice. There was a speakeasy there. For a fair amount of time. the Things I wasn't able to verify. But I need to do a little more work on. Because I still think that they're right. Uh, I wasn't able to verify the tunnels. But I still think they're there. I wasn't able to verify the Elvis stayed there. I'm not sure if I'll be able to. That is, I wasn't able to find anything on that. So I don't know. And then what was the other piece? Oh, fires. Uh, there have been a couple of smaller like apartment fires. That's all I found. But maybe that's all it was, so anyway, it was uh Eddie House, so we sat down and looked up all of this history, and even my kids, who you know lean on my gifts frequently, that was uh <laughs> that was quite the experience for them too, so anyway, that's the Idahana <laughs> Now you know now you have the history. It just made me laugh. it cracked me up that he was so. I don't know what, not shocked, but just uh, surprised that I could just pull that all together so quickly. But it is what it is, right? That's what listening is all about. <laughs> anyway, that's what my weekend looked like. It was great. I uh, definitely had to have a down day yesterday and rest. Those kids wear me out, man. My daughter, Matea, is a plant fiend and a lot like her dad and and maybe her mom And like her house, you guys would die. It's like walking into a little rainforest. She has so many plants that she's also had to install some lighting because she doesn't actually have enough sun for the amount of plants that she has. But she had heard that because, of course, she's in some plant Facebook groups for her area because why aren't you? And she had heard that Winco, of all places, had received these big shipments of plants and that they were super cheap and they had some really rare and cool stuff. And there was a plant she really wanted to buy for her dad because he'd been sending her some TikToks of this plant. It's called Mother of Millions. And so we went to Winco. They did not have Mother of Millions, but they had a ton of cool plants, $4.99 a piece for plants that if you went to a florist or a a greenhouse, you would be paying 20, 30 bucks a piece for some of them. So we bought a couple of plants and she said, maybe we should try another Winco. So as it turns out, there's five Wincos in that valley and we hit four of them (laughs) and bought a bunch of plants at every one of them. So I came home with an armload of plants and so did she. And they weren't like little, I mean, they're four inch pots and, bigger than that six inch pots and I bought two hanging vine type plants one that's a succulent that looks like tiny stars and wouldn't you know what the last one we went to at the fourth one they had two mother of millions so she bought one for herself and one for her dad and she was so excited so but this is just keeping up with these kids right wandering around downtown going to four different wincos doing all kinds of crazy stuff but it was fun. It was a great weekend, so I hope you guys had a good one, too, and that that's rolled into a good week. The energy this week is actually supposed to be a little sweeter, a little softer, a little more gentle, and I think it is. Oh, Lillian's never heard of Winco. That must be a Western thing. They're a grocery store. They're a grocery store that are partly employee-owned, and their prices are better than, well, pretty much every anyone else around. Yeah, if you live near a Winco, you know because you have definitely shopped there. But anyhow, yeah, they're I think they're just a Western thing. I actually think their headquarters or their very first store was right where I live. Yeah, yeah, they started right here where I live. Anyway, but so lots of new house plants at my house. <laughs> so. That's kind of where we are at. Mars's first softball game of the season is on Thursday. We're so excited. We're really, really hoping that the uh, energy holds, uh, that the weather holds, so that she can actually play. These first few games of the season are always very iffy. And then Micah's first uh, football game of the season, because they're having a spring season, is on Saturday. So, lots of kids stuff this week. So... I'm so excited. I'm really excited for both. However, the football games are closed to attendees. We can't go. We have to just watch it on TV, which I'll just be happy to do. I mean, I'm glad he at least gets that. I'm glad we at least get that because, damn, it sucks that we can't go. But, you know, I do get it, you know, COVID and all. (laughs) Well, let's take a look. Well, I want to do two things. I I want to take a look at Luminous, but I also just wanted to ask you guys, I didn't really come in with a topic today. I was trying to decide yesterday what the topic should be, and honestly, I fell really flat. And sometimes that means it's just a show that's supposed to uh, take on its own, you know, life, take on its own energy. So here's what I would like to know. And I'll definitely do some readings for you guys as well today. But what do you want to hear about? Are there experiences that you'd like me to share? Uh, Is there a topic that you'd like me to weigh in on? If there's something that's been in your heart or coming up for you lately or something that you'd just love to hear from me, throw it up in the chat room. We'll see where today takes us. We have an hour to just do whatever the hell we want, right? (laughs) Story of my life. That's what scott's thinking right now but <laughs> i'm gonna put a link in the chat room to luminous so that you guys can see that and we'll discuss that if you would like to see luminous and you're not in my chat rooms Just head over to katie-weaver.com and click on the Katie's Magazine button or Luminous Magazine. I changed it like two years ago and I still can't say it correctly. (laughs) The Luminous Magazine button. And that, of course, is the magazine that I publish every Tuesday with some help from my friends. I really loved this cover, the forest scene. I can almost smell that, you know. You can just smell those trees and the moss and mm, and that elk with that fantastic rack. That just felt right. All right. I called the magazine this week the Joyful You Edition. Because honestly, the goal this week is to become the joy we want to be, create more love and laughter, just find some joy. I follow a guy on TikTok whose motto is find your joy. And I love him, and I was thinking about how that's what I need to do. I think it's what we all need to do. I think right now, and really this past year, but especially right now, we've got to be careful that we don't fall into the Ain't It Awful game. If you're familiar with Caroline Mace, uh, she talks about how people fall into playing the Ain't It Awful game, and it really takes you off course, takes you on a, a crappy energetic path. So what is the ain't it awful game? It's when you say something or someone else, let's say someone else says to you, you know, yeah, when I, uh, when COVID hit, I didn't work for, for five weeks. And you go, oh yeah, well, I didn't work for nine weeks. And they go, oh yeah, that's awful. Well, my sister got COVID and her husband died. And you go, oh yeah, well, my grandma, you know, it's you start one upping each other with your bad news. And it's just, it happens to just be some kind of, uh, oh, what's the right word for it? It happens to be some kind of game we play as human nature. We tend to want to build upon that. And for some reason, we get really good at it and it sucks. So don't play. If someone gives you their bad news, give you their condolences, give them your condolences and move on. Don't fall into the ain't it awful game with others or with yourself. I'm bad for this with only alone going, you know, something like, oh, I woke up this morning and I was so stiff and sore and then the dog peed on the floor and then I had trouble with my laptop and then, you know, I got this frustrating phone call and then I blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think that uh, then I'm just dragging myself down. You know, now I'm not saying don't have your emotions. I think that also is a mistake. I think it's okay to acknowledge, yes, things have been a little rough this morning. I need to take a deep breath, reset and start over. And, you know, and also count a few blessings here because guess what? Life isn't just all shit, you know. (laughs) But I do feel like It is important for us to be careful that we don't just put too much of our focus on the things that aren't serving us. So acknowledge your feelings, own your feelings. Don't ever think that you aren't allowed to have them. I hate that. But on the flip side, don't live there. All right. Yeah, Pamela said she feels like she's been playing Ain't It Awful lately and needs a more positive game. Yeah. One way to shift that with others is when other people start that kind of self-talk with you that you go, oh, I'm sorry. That's how things have been. How's Mary? I heard she had a new baby or, you know, shift things to a more positive light in that way. And don't give them a piece of yours. Right. Don't don't complete the exchange. That's uh, <laughs> it's a learned you'll you'll catch yourself doing it and then go, damn, why am I playing this game? Because it's actually human nature. We're we're kind of uh, conditioned to it. But if you catch yourself playing, maybe take a step back and don't play another piece. All right. My musings this week, I just included a Winnie the Pooh phrase. I love this one. Pooh says, okay, what day is it? Asked Pooh. It's today, squeaked Piglet. My favorite day, said Pooh. <laughs> I just love that. I thought, you know, how often do we look at today as our favorite day? Or do we go, oh, God, it's Monday. Oh, Tuesdays are always my busiest day or Wednesday. You know, how often do we just kind of look at every day in maybe a little more negative light? And maybe we don't have to, right? Maybe we're setting the stage and we don't really need to. So I like that idea of making every day my favorite day. I'm going to work on that. I think that would be very good for me. It occurred to me yesterday morning that yesterday, seven years ago, was the last my dad's last day on earth. That's the day that he passed. And I had that fleeting moment of, oh, God, I hate today. And then I thought, do I really want to hate today? Is that the energy I really want to have with this day? Yes, this is a day that something really, really life-changing happened to me. But is it really fair to hate this day? Is that what I want to set myself up for? And it isn't. And the truth is, my sisters and I decided many years ago that we were not going to mark our parents' death dates in that we weren't going to go to dinner that day or, you know, make an event out of it because those weren't our happiest moments. We decided instead we would always celebrate their birthdays. And of course, you don't that their death days come and you certainly know it's that day but we had decided we're not going to let that be a day that we relive some of the traumas of losing them instead we'll relive the uh, the blessings of having them so that's the energy that we've had around their death days, but you still that day comes and you go mm, I'm not going to let it be that day I'm determined that every day can be my favorite day all right let's take a look at bitch scopes Kelly was so on fire this week. Her article is called Galileo Figaro Magnifico, (laughs) and it's so good. There's so much in here about what to know daily, about what's happening in the stars, and then, of course, her reading, of course, uh, you know, by sign. But there's just, there's a ton to unpack here, a ton So just for example, let's look at today, the ninth. Venus square lunar nodes. A square to the nodes indicates tension and a critical choice. You must choose between the comfort of the known, the past, and the promise of the unknown, the future. The south node in Sag wants to escape and the north node in Gemini wants us to communicate and pursue intellectual enrichment. How will you use your values, money, and talents on this journey? Also, the moon trines Mars, uh, triggering courage and initiative, defending the family. So that's what we can kind of think about and look forward to today. But this week is packed with astrological happenings. So be sure you take a look at it. Let's also read a couple of scopes from Kelly. So... We'll look at Pisces since it is their birthday. All right. She says, you need to take a break from effort for the time being. Rest, relax, be with the one you love. Man, woman, cat, dog, food, vibrator, whatever. Bitch scopes. Classic Kelly. (laughs) And give yourself a break. This is your new moon. And there's a lot of planets rooting for you right now. Despite that, you may feel stabby this week, but the way I'm looking at it, I think a fever is about to break. After you navigate through whatever pissy energy you have within you, you'll have an aha moment. You will very soon feel much more secure and empowered, but don't go trying to find it. Let it come to you. You deserve your own grace right now. I love that for Pisces. And I have a Pisces in my world, of course. My daughter, Matea, is a Pisces. It's her birthday on Sunday. So be sure that you read your bitch scopes. They are awesome. All right. My tip of the week is a postcard for Crystals for Intuition. So the Crystals for Intuition that I pulled up, uh, I went with ones that you might already have or are easy to get. Amethyst, of course, is the well-known rock star of Crystals for Intuition. Clear Quartz, Labradorite, Lapis Lazuli, and Moonstone. So let's talk a little bit about the flash, because a lot of these stones, like Labradorite, has all of that flash in it, and uh, Lapis has the gold fleck. And then Moonstone has its own flash. And it's the flash that is that essence of the third eye, that essence of intuition. So when you pick up those stones and you're looking at them in the light, you know, you move them a little bit and you can see the flash moving in them. That is the essence of intuition and the essence of the eye. And that's why they're such great third eye stones. So how do you use crystals for intuition? Well, keep them with you. What we know about crystals is that the energy of them and the energy of the uh, stone is activated through heat or pressure. So when you're using heat or pressure, you're activating the properties of So with that in mind, how do you use a stone? It needs to be on you or around you in some way. That's why putting a crystal, a lot of people like to put crystals in their bra. They're getting heat and they're getting pressure. So they're activated. Meditating with a stone in your hand or on your third eye. They're getting heat from your body. They're getting heat from your hand and pressure from your hand. That's how we activate them. And so that's why holding on to them, wearing them, keeping them in your pocket are all really powerful ways to activate those stones and use them. So now, you know, (laughs) we haven't done like a crystal show in a long time. would be fun to do that. All right. Caroline's column. How do you know if you're suffering from toxic poisoning? Uh, Really good article about how do you know if you're just overdone with the toxins in your world and maybe some tips about what to do about it. Okay. All right, I think that's all I've got today from Luminous. There's lots more there, though. So be sure that you take a look and unpack what's there and see how it applies to you. And as always, thank you for reading Luminous and supporting. And also, every once in a while, I do remind you guys that you can put yourself in Luminous. If you ever write an article or you know, create a piece of art or you want to do something like that, send it over to me. I absolutely love putting together, uh, you know, some, a Reader's Corner article for you guys to share of your own work. So, never hesitate to send that. I'd love to see it. All right, let's talk about True Crime Paranormal for just a minute. And thank you, JR, for the reminder. So, there is, uh, we have two new cases out this week so far. As you know, I have a podcast and videocast called True Crime Paranormal with my sister, Christy. And we do all kinds of fun stuff over there. But we have two new cases so far this week that I wanted to share with you. Yesterday, we brought forward a case about Aaliyah Wilson, So, Aaliyah Wilson was a girl who was murdered in Texas, and her case was ruled a suicide with absolutely no investigation whatsoever. And her family has been fighting desperately to get some justice on her case, and law enforcement has been completely disengaged and don't really want to do anything about it, even though there's all kinds of evidence that points to some foul play. And so we covered her case and created a call to action to help call for the the local PD to get involved and do something about it because it sucks. It's horribly unfair. One thing we've learned for sure in covering all of these cases is that when you have a missing person or a murdered person, You are completely vulnerable and at the mercy of the police department and the prosecutor's office choosing to do something about it. I thought here in the good old U.S. of A. that that was just a given. It isn't. Not at all. So we have to continue to be loud. We have to continue to ask for better. And in Aaliyah Wilson's case, that's huge. And she needs more attention And our family needs some help. So watch that one if you're interested. And then follow our instructions to reach out and make some noise on it, too. And then our other case this week is a little more fun. This is the Mark Hoffman. There was a Netflix series, a little mini docu-series that came out last week about the Mormon murders. In the 80s, there was a bombing, a couple of bombings that happened in the 80s. So we covered that docuseries as well as the crimes behind it. That's Mark Hoffman, murderer, forger, Mormon. Very interesting (laughs) situation. Uh, A sad one, but also just, wow, the dude was, he was a master forger. And then, of course, was his own undoing, but it's quite the case. And then our... MMIW, once a week we are doing a case about a missing or murdered Indigenous woman, either here in the U.S. or in other countries. we were picking up some in other countries, particularly Canada as well. Last week we received quite the nasty note from someone who felt like we are doing our channel and the world a huge disservice because why are we not focusing on missing and murdered white men? No kidding. Like went, well, because we're not, because what? Anyway, so I invited them to uh, certainly start their own channel and do that themselves if it's such a concern for them. Of course, we have missing and murdered white men, but missing and murdered Indigenous women are happening at an alarming rate with very little investigation or follow through and what? Anyway, I'm still trying to process that one. <laughs> whatever anyway our mmiw case will break in the morning and it is about mildred old crow a child that went missing and was murdered eventually and her case so that's coming tomorrow so the true crime topic is uh really near and dear to my heart it's something that i know that you guys aren't always completely i know some of you and i understand I don't, No pressure from me. I know that some of you are not interested in in true crime. It's too much for your spirits, your empaths. It's hurtful. It's horrifying. You hate it. That's fine. I absolutely understand it. Uh, And I felt like that for a really long time. Actually, I refused to work on crime for a long time because I didn't, uh, well, I hated it, you know, and yet I've really been drawn that direction the last few years because There's so much that needs to change. There's so much awareness that needs to happen. And frankly, the research end of it is fascinating and really gratifying to me. It pulls out that little journalist in me that was the um, editor of the school paper in fifth grade. (laughs) that Really likes to write and really likes to research and ask questions and dig deeper. So it's been good for me in a lot of ways, but. Anyway, so Jr. said she shared the Leah Wilson story with the family and they were grateful for it. Thank you so much. I did hear a message from their mom this morning. So, yeah, really, uh, really glad to help put a spotlight on that one. So that's what's going on with true crime. All right. All right. Just looking at some of you guys' comments in the chat room here. Now, oh, Tiffany, it's a good point. She Googled Mother of Millions to see what it looks like. And the first thing came up was from the ASPCA saying it's toxic to dogs and cats. Thank you for that. Yes, I did know that. And, yep, it has to be kept up. Definitely not in a place that dogs and cats can get to it. And, and if you have dogs and cats that will eat your plants, you probably don't want to have it at all. Definitely. Yep. Ours is up high. It's not even dogs and cats in this house that's the worry. It is dogs, or it, it's pigs. If the pigs can get to the plants, they will eat them. And one time, Zig did eat something that's poisonous, and he did get sick. And I kind of didn't uh, feel too bad because, God damn it, what he did was so naughty. <laughs> I had just got two clematis plants to plant out front around my arch. I have a bench that has an arch around it that Scott built me for my birthday a few years ago. And I bought two clematis plants to plant on either side to climb the arch, blah, blah, blah. Well, it was still a little cold and it was going to freeze that night. So I brought those plants in, not even thinking about the fact that they could be toxic. Uh, They are. But the minute I brought that plant in the house, before I could even put it up, Zig ran over and bit the whole thing off at the stalk, like at the root. So if you know what clematis look like, they're just a vine, you know. So it was already trellised up onto some like bamboo thing. Like seriously, within three seconds of coming in the house, he had bit that sucker off at the root, completely destroyed the plant. It was like $20. I was so mad at him. (laughs) But so I looked it up and yeah lo and behold clematis is toxic he didn't eat much of it he just bit the you know the stem so I wasn't crazy worried but he actually threw up twice so yeah we're very aware of it with them because they want to eat the plants they've overturned big plants in my office before so they could get to them so yeah we have to watch them very closely so thank you Tiffany for that it's always a good warning to take a look at your plants and make sure that what you have is safe for them or that it's in a place that they could never ever access it. Okay let's take another look here. Oh do you guys want to hear the funniest story? This is only funny. It is funny but <laughs> so my son he is fairly socially awkward. He's like his dad that way. And I just only throw that in there because then you can maybe, you know, envision how mortifying this was for him, but his dog, he has a puppy and he lives in a duplex. So there's neighbors next door that live, you know, basically it's one house with two sides, two apartments. And he lives with three other college students On the other side, it's an older disabled couple. And these boys are really good to him. They haul in their groceries. They shovel their walk. They mow the lawn. You know, they help take care of things around there. And they're really good to him. And it just uh, is, it's just what they do, you know. But he doesn't know them per se beyond that. Well, a few days ago, he put Layla out back to potty. And then followed her right out the door. But by the time uh, she made it out and he got out was, you know, 30 seconds and he couldn't find her. And he realizes that the neighbor's back door is open. And so he's like, oh, no. And so he goes and peeks in their back door and they have an aide there that's cleaning. So she had just mopped the floor and had the back door propped open to help dry out the floors and you know so he asked her hey did my dog come in here and she's like yeah she's back in the bedroom so he has to come in their house and <laughs> go back to their bedroom where they are both in bed and <laughs> pry his dog out of their bedroom so he's so mortified and embarrassed and then <laughs> the guy the older gentleman they have an old shih tzu that's like a thousand years old named bill and he says hey uh why don't you grab Bill and take him out back and let him play with your dog for a while? So <laughs> Micah calls Bill. Bill is sitting on the bed in between them. And Bill is not having it. He doesn't want to go. And so Micah's like, oh, well, I, I guess he doesn't want to. And he's like, no, no, you'll have to come pick him up. <laughs> so now he's not only in these people's bedroom. He's trying to pry their dog out of their bed. <laughs> and he doesn't want to. He starts growling and backing up, but Micah's like, I am out. So he's like, okay, well, I guess he doesn't want to. See you later. Bye. (laughs) Gets out of there, but he was so mortified and embarrassed by that whole situation, and I can't quit laughing about it. The funniest part about it was him calling me to tell me about it, and uh, not even really realizing how hilarious it was. And I'm laughing myself to tears envisioning this whole thing going down. Anyway, yeah too funny that one killed me i'm still laughing about it every time i think about it now every time he goes out back he runs over and makes sure their door is shut (laughs) we will not have a repeat anyway too much to me okay Well, let's take a look at a few reading requests here. Lillian said, have you ever talked with any movie stars or singers who have passed, like Marilyn Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney? I had a dream, or maybe I was awake this morning, and you just triggered the memory. You did say pick a subject for today. Yes, I have. I have occasionally. I've done that in classes with mediumship students, too, because uh, it helps to even the playing field. I'll tell you who I've worked with lots of times, and that's Sylvia Brown. And it was completely by accident. I adored Sylvia Brown, loved her. And after she passed, I had read that she passed. I was driving home from work when I still had my my center. And I said something uh, to myself like, you know, I hope that you know how much good you did on this planet. And clear as a bell in that deep husky voice, she came back to me. I think I do. And then we had a lovely exchange. And every once in a while, she's come in for me again. And I've called her in a few times when I was confused about a situation or wanted a little help. So she's been very accessible. Um, I have found other celebrities to be as well. Uh, I haven't always done that. I've only, I don't know what to say about that. I have done that. I have tried to help students get over their feelings of, inferiority by asking them to communicate with people who have passed and I've had multiple students choose Marilyn Monroe when we were doing mediumship because they wanted to ask her about her death so yes the answer is yes I will tell you what the craziest story about that you will judge me it's okay I don't care but <laughs> hey Angela nice to have you here so Many years ago, I was driving, what's with all the driving and mediumship, but I was driving and I was actually talking to my guide about mediumship and she said, well, I had was thinking about, I had just listened to Imagine by John Lennon. My mother lived and died for John Lennon and she said, you should talk to him. And I went, why? She said, well, you could, right? So okay. So I called in John Lennon. But I couldn't find him. And my experience in the past has been, and this is really rare, don't think this happens very often. It really doesn't. Uh he is he was not on the other side. So then you have to answer that question. Did he actually die? Yes, he did. So why isn't he here? Because he came back. Okay, well that's pretty wild. Uh So I I just accepted that answer. And my guide said, don't you want to know? And I said, don't I want to know what? Don't you want to know who he is? And I was like, really? Like, this is a train of thought I had never been on before. I don't think I could have ever gone on had she not guided me on it. But (laughs) So she told me who John Lennon came back as. And I was like, no. I know. And she said, true. True. And you'll see later on in his life, he's going to make a big difference and you'll understand it. And I didn't tell anybody about it because it just seemed too freaking weird. And then a few days later, I said to Christy, I said, I had this weird experience and I told her about it. And I said, but I'm so shocked, weirded out a little bit by who she told me that John Lennon reincarnated as that I don't even know what to do with it. And she got gave me the weirdest look and she goes oh really him and i said do you know and she said i i'm hearing a name but i'm almost embarrassed to say it she goes it just could that possibly be right and i went okay who right who are you feeling because i just this was just really out there for even me who you know works in weird shit all the time and she looks at me like almost blushing and she goes Justin Bieber I was like, yes, Justin Bieber, and we both went, what, why? Anyway, here's the deal. What we were both told is that to keep an eye on this boy, that he had quite the start, you know. And has made some missteps because he's a young kid with too much money in his hand and, you know, whatever. But that throughout time, throughout his lifetime, we're going to see him do some amazing things and make some beautiful changes on our planet. And I believe he's actually started to do that now. But that story has always cracked me up. Because one question I always tell my students is, if you are doubting information you're receiving, always ask yourself. Is this something I even could have come up with? And that was definitely not for me or for Christy. But anyway, that's it. So I hope that will help you see Justin Bieber in a different light. I want to encourage you to just keep an eye on him. And as you know, I am never here to convince anybody. I'm just here to share. So that's where it's at for me. But that story has always just made me laugh so hard. And it also gave me all this affinity for this kid. So I've always followed him now with a lot of kindness because a lot of people, you know, have hated on this boy and cut him down and, I don't know, jealousy, bullshit, mostly, I'm sure. But anyway, keep an eye. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) So here's what's rare about that. People rarely come back that fast. I was told Lennon came back that fast because he still had so much to do. And that his uh, time really was cut short and he still had a lot of changes and, uh, you know, influence that he wanted to pass on this planet. And he couldn't uh, do that. You know, he couldn't do that uh, on the other side. He needed to be here. And so he came right back, obviously brought his uh, affinity and skill of music with him. But that's why. But I want to tell you that that's really rare. Most of the time, when people pass, they will stay and wait and support their family members and wait until their loved ones have come back too, before they ever come back. Um, so that's a rare event. I have seen this happen in babies that uh, were that died really young or were stillborns, uh, you know, or that uh, were miscarriages. Frequently, I've seen miscarried babies, or again, like really early deaths like under two come back to their mom in, in the next baby or come back uh, as a grandchild. I've seen that one too. A dear friend of mine uh, had a surprise pregnancy. She's a little older than me and wasn't planning on having any more kids and ended up with a surprise pregnancy and was excited about it. She was okay. They were going to do it. It's all good. And then they had miscarriage and it was absolutely heartbreaking but she felt like the spirit really wants to come back but she really wasn't sure that she's the right vessel for it and what we were told was that if she chooses not to bring the baby back which is she she decided no more babies for her she's had five uh and the miscarriage that if she doesn't that that baby will just come back to one of her daughter's that that spirit is meant to be in her family and into her life. And she will be, she'll just come in, in a different fashion. And I felt like when that baby's born, she'll know. And I think some of you guys that are grandmas know that some of your grandchildren, you know, we love our kids equally. We love our grandchildren equally, but sometimes I see grandmas who have a certain connection with with a grandchild that is, uh, deeper than the grandma grandchild bond it doesn't mean that you know you have to take this kid and raise it or anything like that but it does mean and some of you know what I'm talking about some of those babies just have a certain something right that you're so drawn to and that's kind of how that works so yeah So, Angela, I do read into past lives. Maybe what we should do next week is a past life show. We're going to run out of time today. We've only got five minutes left. But I would be happy to commit to doing a past life channeling show next week and do that. So it'll be same place, same time next week if you want to come back. And uh, just be sure to subscribe and we'll, we'll do that. I think we're due for a past life show. Okay. All right. Just. Jumping through the chat room here. Let's see. Jessica needs some energy work. She said she's feeling the weight of the limbo she's in. She said, I feel disconnected from my goals, dreams, plans, like they were never going to happen. I'm so grateful I'm not working now. That is such a relief. But since ending my job, I've been waking up in anxiety or form of a nightmare. Oh, sure you have. Yeah, because... When you're so used to working, when having something, you know, a set thing you're doing, when you don't have it, it is very unsettling. Yeah, Jessica, let's just ground that out of you. I feel like one of these days here, something is going to shift in your life that's going to be kind of like turning a cog on a wheel and suddenly things are going to start shifting And rolling and turning in a way that you can accomplish those goals. But I am glad you're not working right now, too. I know that you are very needed in your family. And if you didn't have this stress and, you know, anxiety yanking at you, I feel like this could be a better uh, healing time for you, too. So I went ahead and released it into the earth. Anytime you feel it, Jessica, pull it right out of your heart, your chest. This is where it's building. Pull it out and throw it into the earth. Like make a physical motion of I'm rejecting this energy, I'm getting rid of it. I don't want to carry it. And of course, always affirming for yourself that you're okay and you're doing exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Looks like Sid could also use a good grounding, so Sid, let's lean in on that. Yeah, you have a lot of tension building up in your body, a lot, especially up your spine, up around your shoulder blades, up the back of your neck, and even the back of your head. So I am grounding that out. And slowing your system down, your energy body is running way too hot. So you can't slow down, you can't stop, you can't slow your thoughts, you can't even let yourself relax. And I'm going to pull your crown down because your crown's like that lightning rod taking hits, right? That's keeping you overstimulated so that you can't let yourself slow down and rest. All right, so I'm going to pull that crown way down, Sid, and clear your aura. So the reminder here for you is that your home has to be your sanctuary. And I know you've been working on your house a lot this last year. This isn't necessarily about construction. It isn't, but just a reminder that uh, to continue looking for as many ways as you can to create uh, a sanctuary in your home because you really need it and you, you deserve it. Oh, will I let you know about Marilyn Lo- Monroe by the end of the show? About what? About her death? Is that what you're asking about, Terry? You know what? I think I'll do on that one because I there's no way I can do that in a minute. I think I'll do that over at True, True Crime Paranormal. But when it comes out, I'll make sure that I let you know. Yeah, I've worked this case lots of times. I would be glad to lay that one out. Okay. Kayla said, how do you see my partner and I moving? Oh, how are you? Do you see? Wow. Someone needs to learn to read. Do you see my partner and I moving soon as our lease ends next month? And do you see him rehoming dogs? Okay, let's see. I do see you moving. I'm wondering if you'll end up getting like a four week extension on your lease. It feels like the timing has just gotten really tight and really iffy. And I know you're kind of going, I don't even know if that's possible. I feel like you may end up having to ask if there is a gap from one thing to the next. Though I don't feel like you're going to stay where you are. I think the move is really happening. Uh, the dogs are an issue the dogs are an issue. I do think the dogs get rehomed. It feels like at least for now they're going to have to be placed with someone else while you guys get some things straightened out. Definitely some challenges there, Kayla. I can see that uh you're kind of exhausted by the whole thing and pretty stressed out. I feel like getting him to take the necessary steps forward has driven you crazy because he's not taking action in ways he needs to take responsibility. And that's where a lot of the stress is coming in. So holding space for you that this is going to, you know, work its way out and it'll be okay. Okay. Yep. All righty, you guys, that is it. We are done. We talked down to the end of the show. Sorry that we didn't get to everybody. I know that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles, but I will be back here same place same time next week of course you can also find me here on one two radio on thursday morning at 10 a.m pacific with kelly for read me with katie and kelly and i would love to talk to you guys then as well and we'll be doing readings in the chat room and taking callers as well so come over to one two radio.com to check that out and I'm glad you guys are here. Angela, it's so nice to have a, a new face in the crowd here. There's probably others, too, that I missed. I apologize. Well, actually, I think Kayla was as well. So thanks for being here, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, Robert's coming up next. You have been listening to The Katie Weaver Show here on 1-2 Radio. Before I go quickly, don't forget I am a professional psychic advisor at 12Listen.com. That's number one, number2listen.com. You can hook up with me over there for a reading anytime. I'm always there. (laughs) So you've been listening to the Katie Weaver Show here on One Two Radio, where we're changing the way you listen to the world.